You know what is sometimes difficult to find in the morning is simplicity because it's all about rushing and everything you have to do wow. to get ready and get out the door. Yeah, and, you're and, talking deep this morning. Mark. No, I'm not talking deep. I'm just talking about you because you're bringing back the three ingredient breakfast, which makes no. life easier. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just your grab and go. Sometimes isn't the best thing for you. Right. You know, the girls start. You talking mean Jody's about, grab and go, or just a no? In guy. general, I uh, think most people, if you're okay. grabbing and going and you're in a rush, right. you're going to pick up what's convenient, and it's not always the best thing for you to eat. No, right. you have to plan, especially if you're trying to eat right. But you have to plan. Um, that's why we're bringing back three ingredient breakfast. Let's start with one of my favorites, and hopefully your kids would eat this because it's super, super simple. Mm-hmm. Wheat toast, toasted, okay? Peanut butter. You've got to spread the peanut butter on it as soon as it pops up so that it's still, it, the, melts. The, it melts a little bit. Yeah. There's a whole new new excitement with peanut butter when it's melting. It is, but you have to be careful about that because then it becomes drippy. Okay. You've ever had that happen? Mr. Danger trying... in the kitchen. Look, There's if, always a danger warning. If somebody's going to be wearing food, it's usually going to be me. Yeah. And okay. so that's what happens well, when I do that. Then you can wait and you can do cold peanut butter, but I like it a little melty. I've been told by my kids I put too much peanut butter on. And to me, there's no such thing yeah, as I didn't too much know there peanut was butter. Mm, How's that possible? What's yeah. wrong with these kids? Okay, so warm piece of toast, wheat toast, a little bit of peanut butter. I like it melty. And then slices of banana on top. Mm. That is a good breakfast. The Elvis special. Yeah. That's the Elvis special. And I used to eat that when I was pregnant. If, I remember craving it. The only thing missing from that is the Elvis special would be the bacon, That's right? right. <laughs> that would make it a four-ingredient breakfast. Yeah, they won't fit right. here. And not yeah. quite as healthy that way. That's one of my favorites. And how easy is that? I that know, takes two simple. seconds. Sometimes we just need a reminder of the simple things yeah. like that to make that are really cool. Milk with it. Or you can oh. substitute the bacon for the bananas. Then you're down to three ingredients again. I guess you could. Mm. Although I, I believe in the world. The, way the believe, king likes it. I believe in the banana. Okay, coming up later this morning, producer David has a secret, and that is that he's made a car decision. Um, has he? He's finally made car, a decision. Maybe. On maybe not. I haven't. I haven't looked. I haven't looked in the parking lot yet. I guess we could just totally do that. Yeah. But I won't. I'll well, wait. Well, if you look in the parking lot, you're not going to know what you're looking for. <laughs> well, an orange car would jump out. Oh, there, yeah, that's true. You're yeah. right. Yeah. All right, coming up in your first Hollywood Outsider of the morning next, um, the explanation of Tim McGraw fainting on stage. You heard about it. The explanation from Faith next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. We didn't touch on this yesterday in music news, Sam, so I just have to say Tim McGraw is going to be just fine. Thanks to Faith, huh? Well, no, not thanks to Faith. I'm joking. But we just... You know, so he took a little song. spill on the stage. When they sing this together, when they sing this together, they uh, they look into each other's eyes. Oh, they do? Yeah, they well, do. That would make sense. Yeah. I'm not going to face away from each other. Well, you're going to give the crowd their money's worth. Okay, but she so, wasn't on stage when this happened, right? No. Tim McGraw did um, kind of, well, he collapsed on stage. Yeah. He fell down. Why do you, it, why it, are you it making, did not sound like that. I don't think. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Tim, get up! He was in Dublin. It was the C2C concert. Yeah, he was Dublin, all right. Dublin over. <laughs> Poor thing. I feel Country bad. to country. It's an annual festival that brings Nashville country stars to England and Ireland for a series oh. of concerts. It's like Big Little Town and Sugarland. That's and all Little these. Big Town. Oh, I said it wrong. They get the knockoff version. <laughs> These guys are right from Na- Na- Nashville. <laughs> anyway, so after he collapsed on stage, I'm sorry, that's scary. Uh, um, yeah. 
swear, I, I swear I didn't mean for that to happen. Again. <laughs> you have to stop playing with the I noise. I honestly did noises, not expect Murphy. that. To... Somebody rush out there and get Tim. Okay, so Faith comes out onto the stage along with a lot of the band members to explain to the crowd what's up. So Tim is fine. Good news. We all been a little bit dehydrated, traveling so much, and um, he's been super dehydrated, and uh, I apologize, but I made the decision that he cannot come back out on stage. So the crowd loved that. Yeah. Um, I would think and that she as she sang a, a hymn, and that was it for the night. Right. Um, as an art, as a performer, that would be one thing you worry about. You don't want that to happen. You don't want yeah. that to happen in front of your crowd. Yeah. But and it's happened all... to a lot of artists over the years. I'm just glad he's okay. I mean, at least he just he started to feel faint, and I think kind of took his little knee and took it easy. He did. There have been artists in the past that have gone face oh, down. Some that have fallen off stage. Right. Right. So yeah. this is you know. This is an just, easy one by comparison. And a reminder for everyone how serious dehydration is. Yep. Yeah. You think yeah, it's something right. light, it's not because it affects every part of your body. Well, remember when I was in the emergency room a couple of summers ago, that's what it was. I do recall. You so. fell off the stage? No, no, no. It was, <laughs> he was dehydrating. Oh. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood outsider. All right, whether you're still feeling daylight saving, dragging on you, or you just need a better good night's, you know, a better night's sleep. The 30-minute routine we should be in leading up to a good night's rest. Next. Call us anytime. We'd love to hear from you. 877-310-4MSJ. You can call or text that number. Okay, guys, you're not going to believe what you're supposed to stop doing five minutes before bedtime. We will get to that, but sleep experts are saying, and look, I'll bring this up because of daylight saving time. Savings. Saving. (laughs) You almost got her, Sam. Wreaking havoc on everybody. A little bit, maybe. I don't know if I feel it completely. It's hard to tell. But. You know, we uh, one of our coworkers walked in yesterday, and the, that was the first thing that she said. What? She said, boy, this daylight saving time. Actually, she said, boy, this daylight savings Savings. time. (laughs) To correct her. No, I didn't. Figured that wasn't the right thing to do first thing in the morning, but she said that yesterday. It's almost (laughs) never the right thing to do to correct somebody. Yeah. Okay, so 30 minutes before you go to sleep, according to sleep experts, you have to start that. You have to start planning for a good night's sleep 30 minutes before. Yeah. So stop all work. Don't don't do bills. Don't do dishes. Don't Don't do email. Don't lay out your clothes. Yeah. I mean, make sure you stop 30 minutes before you plan you want to go to sleep so you're doing very little. 20 minutes before bed. Do you get in bed at that point? No. Oh. Then you're supposed to um, like shut off all blue lights, laptops, like 25 minutes before, no screens. Yeah. 25 minutes before a good night's sleep. Am I in bed yet? No. Okay. 20 minutes before, brush your teeth, wash your face. Ladies, get your makeup off. Because if you wash your face and then get in the bed, but I do this all the time, you know, the water kind of wakes you up. Oh. Does it really? So, you know, do that earlier. And if you take a nice warm shower. Yeah, you can do that next. Oh. A lot okay. of people, you know, go like 10 minutes before bed, do a nice warm shower, and it keeps your, I guess it gets your body temperature mm-hmm. where it needs to be. And then anyway, five minutes before bed, you're supposed to stop talking. Don't talk. And I well, I see where that. this one's going. <laughs> I see what Jody's going to start doing now every night. Murphy, it's five minutes. Five minutes. I, I, do do we? I don't know that that's a problem. No. I know that kids popping in and telling me, reminding me things that they still need, or that's the you know, oh, hey yeah. mom this, hey yeah. mom that, oh yeah. yeah that. I don't think 
you and I talking is a problem. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad to know that. I just wanted to be prepared. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So 30 minutes before is when Start you... Start to wind down. Your, your routine, if it takes about that long, you'll have a better. And then you can get in bed, okay. by the way, like 5, 10 minutes before you want to go to sleep. Coming up next, next, producer David's got the mailbag. David, what do we have today? Well, we got to figure out if Sam's new toy that he has at home is convenient or just causing chaos. Right. We love hearing from you. In fact, give us a call anytime and join the conversation, 877-310-4MSJ, or you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. The producer's mailbag. David, what do we have today? Well, Sam, I saw on our Facebook page that you've uh, got a new little gadget at the house to help clean. Yes, my uh, <clears throat> vacuum cleaner robot. Yeah, it's a That's knockoff right. version, so he can't say rumba. Ah, well, I can say rumba, but yeah, it's still a knockoff. It's okay. So, but that's what it is. It's round. I, as I found out the other day, the iRobot is also the rumba. So, what is the name of yours? I, you know, well, I said rumba. It? That's a dance. I got to look up in my Amazon history to find that one out. Is yours okay. the Ecovax Dbot? Does that sound familiar? I thought it said sweeper on. How it or about something. the iLife V3 Pro Robotic? <laughs> the V4. <laughs> okay. I got the V4. Boom. Okay. okay. Well, Kara wrote on our Facebook page and just wants to know how is it with pet hair? Ugh. Well, that's the whole point. That's the reason I got it is so yeah. that it would suck up pet hair. But that's what shut it down the first time. <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was apparently a, uh, a den of pet hair under my bed in the bedroom. That I didn't know about. Yeah, and that so makes I, me worried. After about an hour and a half, I didn't hear it running anymore. So I searched under the so I looked all over the place because when you lose a, ro- a robot vacuum cleaner, you don't know where it went. Right. And I found it under the bed, and it was just clogged with cat hair. Apparently, yeah. the cat's been having a party under there. And it didn't hack up a hairball. No. Nah. So I had to unclog the cat hair from it. Wow. But... but after running it a couple of times, now that it's got the house under control, it's working fine. Cool. Right. So the first one's it. the hardest. It's first cut's the deepest. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you said you found it under the bed because Casey wrote on our Facebook page and says, my daily routine after work is find the robot. It's <laughs> al- almost always stuck on socks, phone chargers, or pinned in the closet. Yeah. Oh, see, I picked wow. up, I put all of Gus's toys in a spot where it can't suck those up. Nice. It did, tell you, it did warn you about toys and extra stuff on the floor. I did come out and find it on the little rug by my back door. For some reason, the, the wheel on the thing at one point had it going in, in a circle, in a square. And it was just that rug was clean. I got to tell you that it was like, come on, get off of there. Yeah. And so Gus, does he try to change? Gus it? doesn't care. The cats didn't like it. They right. they they got near it, and it was just like. That's tempting me, Sam. It I is. That's fun. You know, they even make some too that that'll mop for you. What? I didn't get carried away. I just I just stuck no. with the vacuum part. Yeah. This well, means this is what Murphy's going to want next. I know uh, it. Thank you for reaching out to us. We love to hear from you uh, anytime on our Facebook page. Coming up in the next five minutes with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. So Jody made a new list of things that she wants to do, mm-hmm. and there's not one she's already having a tough time keeping up right. with. It's not just to do. These are things I'm changing about my life. Yeah. Now, yesterday, uh, Jody went over a list of things that she wants to change about her life. Uh huh. <clears throat> Spouse in there anywhere? No, oh. fortunately, I didn't make the list. I'm hey. glad to hear that. No, uh, but you're you four are having, big ones. They're four big ones, but you're already having trouble with one of them, right? Yeah. Okay. So here are the ones I'm not having trouble with. Getting more sleep was number one on the list, and I'm doing that. Okay. Went to bed early last night. Congratulations. Um, and if I want to take a nap, no guilt, I take a nap. I did that Sunday. It was nice. Yep. Okay. Um, and no guilt. <clears throat> more unplanned time with the girls. We're doing that a lot more. Pop into their rooms. They pop in with me. Hanging out more just to let not natural, nice parenting moments happen. Mm-hmm. They're cool. You know, they whenever they want to talk about, we talk about. Um, and then spending real time with 
friends at least like once a month, like going to dinner with a girlfriend or whatever. <clears throat> I, Hasn't been a whole month yet, so we don't know how that one's yeah. going. But. No, and remember, I'm going to see Bon Jovi with two of my girlfriends. Yeah, you are. So you really have a couple a weekends from now. Oh, so okay. I'm covered for the month. Got one of them baked in. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Uh, the one I'm having trouble with is less rushing around. That's one of the things I want to change about my life. And I catch myself rushing and I have to go, wait. This is the new Jody who doesn't rush around. <laughs> How are you going to solve it? I don't know. Ha- to create a new habit? Yeah, that is because that is what the old thing is. It's a habit. Although it- I don't, I still am never going to, I still don't like being late for things. So that, you know, we butted heads on that the but other that day. But that doesn't mean it, rushing around and being late, or, that's two totally different things. <sighs> rushing around can happen independent of a time schedule, and it becomes a habit because you're really letting things drag you along. Everything becomes everything becomes pressure. Yes, you're, but sometimes it, it is important to pay attention to the clock. <laughs> and that's what... Hey, this sounds like it's getting personal. Yeah. No, no, it's not, I'm not putting that on him. I'm saying for me. Yeah, they're two different things altogether. One of them is reactive and one of them is proactive. Oh, planning, Lord. <laughs> planning around a time is being, be, being punctual is proactive. Being, you know, in, in a state of, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's next, what's next is yeah. reactive. You see what I'm saying? Yes. But the thing is, you can do that. If you're already recognizing it, then you've already won half the battle. Yeah, so I'm finding myself going, okay, stop, don't, there's no... No need to rush. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping to find, to create a habit of being more chill. Okay? Whatever, man. You are, look, you're only one day into this thing. Give yourself yeah, no a kidding. little break. It's okay, but I, I really want to change these things. I know you do. That's the only one that's tripping me up. Yeah. And so you've already got four of the five? That's pretty huge for 24 hours work. Well, three of the four. Three of the four. <laughs> Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. Nicole Kidman signing on to do something new with HBO and will finally get in theaters the John Gotti movie. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. I've got good news if you like Nicole Kidman, and I'm going to tell you something. I like Nicole Kidman. I always have. Kind of way back, I was just like, yeah, whatever. But as I've seen her in different projects, it's like, yeah, she's definitely a good actress. I mean, plus... I love her in Moulin Rouge because she can sing, too. Ah, that's right. See, that's your favorite. Okay, yeah. so Nicole Kidman, one of the biggest things she's done recently was Big Little Lies on HBO. But a big smile. Can you guys, and just a little bit closer together, guys. Hey, Mom, you want to play Angry Beaver? Highly <laughs> awarded show on yep. HBO. And by the way, Big Little Lies 2 is coming back. In fact, they're going to start filming that. Like later this week, mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon confirmed that's going to be there. Everybody's coming back, and they're, and Meryl Streep is joining them. So that's huge yeah, for let's HBO. Yeah, make it bigger, huh? Well, over at HBO, they love Nicole, and she, her next project is also an HBO series. And it reunites her with the writer of Big Little Lies for the screen. Mm-hmm. It'll be called The Undoing, and she stars in it. She stars as the successful therapist who's about to publish her first book, which is like this is the height of her career, whatever. Right. She's got this seemingly perfect life with this husband and child. Little and do then, we know. And then there's like a murder and all this stuff. She starts to learn all this stuff about her husband and life that she did not realize. Right. And, you know, she's a therapist. So does she handle it in the way that she would advise? Probably not. No. The novel is called You Should Have Known. Maybe that's something to look at. Oh, okay. Read. So it's based on a real book. Right. Okay. The project on HBO will, will be called The Undoing, starring Nicole Kidman. I like it a lot. All right, let's move to the Gotti movie. Remember, John Travolta played John Gotti in a movie that has not been released yet. Let me tell you something. New York is the greatest city in the world, my city. I was a kid in these streets, and I made it to the top. You watch that trailer. He Sounds became like Gotti. Sounds like Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> 
Sandy. Yeah. Like Grease. Okay, no, no. It's the long-delayed Gotti biopic, mm-hmm. and it's going to be released now oh, in June. Okay. June 15th. The director, Kevin Connolly, made the announcement yesterday on his Instagram. He didn't say exactly, you know, who would be distributing it yet, but the deal was the producers bought the flick back from Lionsgate when Lionsgate had it, right. but was not going to release it in theaters. They gotcha. were like, no, 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 no. This belongs in the theater, so look for it in June. Coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider this morning at 7.55. So who did not allow Tim McGraw to go back on stage in Dublin once he'd passed out? Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Go to murphysamandjody.com in case you missed Jody last hour. And you know, if, if you're waking up this morning thinking, I got a terrible night's sleep, uh, a couple of things you can do to start the bedtime routine. Actually, there's something you need to do 30 minutes before mm-hmm. bedtime to really make it work. A better routine. All that at murphysamandjody.com or in case you missed it on the Murphy, Sam & Jody podcast. want to say hello and love and thank you to Kathy who called us the other day to recommend to you, Murphy. <laughs> She's also a type 1 diabetic. Yep. To recommend to you instead of always trying to carry a... Uh, you know, a Coke or a Sprite or, or, you know, orange juice, which is hard to do when you're traveling and you're going through security at an airport. She was saying that she carries Sour Patch Kids, the candy. Mm. So when I went grocery shopping the other day, what do you think I bought for Murphy? A bag of Sour Patch Kids. I've never eaten them in my life. Wow, they're good. They are? Yeah. They're not like, they're not... They, well, they make sour. They make, sour. They make yeah. you make the face, and that's the only thing about it. Because I used to carry those little like Welch's fruit chews and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the Sour Patch Kids. I just make a face when I eat them. Yeah, I mean, they are sour. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, they're good. Duh. And I say so that because you ate his sour well, patch. Kid? I bought him a big bag. I couldn't find the little <laughs> Save bag. The diabetic. Wait, let me have his candy first. Wait, you weren't. We we had a big bag and we were in the car. And so I had like three or four uh-huh. that are that big. A little Sam, bit taller than a gummy bear. Sam, it is funny that you say that because what was happening is I checked my sugar. We were parked, by the way. We were all in the car. We were parking like, Jody, I think I'm feeling kind of like a low blood sugar. So I checked my sugar. It was a little bit low. Mm-hmm. It was significant enough that I needed to treat it with a little bit of you know sugar before we hit the road. Right. And so she's like, well, let's try the Sour Patch Kids. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like reaching for it. And the first thing is everybody's like, hey, can we try? Can we have some? <laughs> everybody wants some Sour Patch Kids. It's yeah, like, we couldn't help it. I guess I, I need have to- enough to get me through this. <laughs> yes. I mean, you understand the deal is you've got the bag of candy and everybody wants it. Yeah. But um, I couldn't find the little packs yet, but they're good. And yeah. it's easy for you to pop. And that's just a good idea. Maybe I need to find something that's nasty that yeah, nobody, else, really nobody wants. else wants. Yeah, right. Licorice we don't like. Mm. We don't like licorice. But Ooh, does that work for treating? Good and plenties. I don't know. Let's go read a box. Oh, good <laughs> and plenties. Man, that's awesome. Is that a licorice flavor? Is that why yes. I don't like yeah. them? Good and plenties are the best. That's my movie candy. But you know what? Kathy was right. Any little portable thing like that that's not liquid would be Smarter. What I can't deal with is those sugar tablets that they make for that purpose or just the, it's the most Chalk tart, sugar. chalky thing in the yeah. world. Yeah. And you used to eat those when you were first diagnosed. I know. I remember, I, know. I remember you carrying those everywhere. Yep. All right. So thank you, Kathy. Jo- uh, jump in anytime. 877-310-4MSJ. Coming up later this hour, producer David's. Orange car solution. Mm-hmm. We promise we're getting that. Yeah, did he made a choice. He made a decision. So we'll do that later. Coming up next, though, um, one passion in life or a bunch of passions. We need to discuss this, especially because of your children. Next. Okay, I had a really cool conversation with our Phoebe, who is 13 now. And every time I say that, I cannot believe it yeah. that she's that age. But anyway, um, I had a really cool conversation with her yesterday. And I love this. And because you, because because kids especially get all these messages about 
follow your passion. What's your passion? I'm not saying it's overused. Kind of early to be worried about passions, isn't it? Well, no, she just sees this stuff, inspirational uh, videos or whatever. Yeah, I think it's very early to pin down anything. Yeah, yeah, but it's a the, the be true to yourself message is a and there's it's a great message. There's nothing well, wrong with that. Or follow your passion and do what you you love mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And she brought it up to me that mom, I don't just have one. I like so many things. And she even said, I hope it's not too much trouble for you guys. She's so thoughtful. I'm like, mm. no. We're here to let you dabble in what things you like and don't like. That's how you find out. Like, she ran track last year, and she was good, but she found that it wasn't for her. She wasn't about the all-day track meet. She wasn't willing to give up her Sunday for an all-day track meet. And I had just bought those really cool lawn chairs Uh, with the receptacles on them. Oh, that's right. And I was really close to buying one of those, you know, you plug it into the car, chilling kind of ice chest. And I think you came to two track meets. Didn't happen. Yeah, I know, right. (laughs) I'd buy that anyway. Such a consumer. Okay, but yeah, we got really nice chairs if we ever do anything like need them. But anyway. (laughs) Outside. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But she, you know, we just talked about the fact she loves theater. That's her favorite. That's her first one. So that would be her passion right now. She loves tumbling, and she's good at it. And she, you know, she exercises all the time, so to strengthen her core. And she's way into makeup. She's artistic too. Yeah, she's very artistic. She, she's like, I've got a lot of passions, so how can I follow just one? I'm like, you don't have to follow just one. We had that mm. conversation. It's like, in fact, I'm a big believer in that. Do and dabble in as many things as you can, so that you get to know yourself. You know what I mean? Well, and, and most of them are hobbies. Some of them, I suppose, yes. could become professions later. But, you know, I mean, what's wrong with having a bunch of different interests? Yeah. I think that's probably very healthy. I know. Keeps I love busy. that. I love that. So she's not, she's, she loves that. And I was, we were just explaining that that's cool. You don't have to be labeled as something. You're not just a basketball player. Yeah. You are so many different things. And I thought that was cool that she's the one that brought that up to me. Maybe she was just checking me on it, how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel really good about it. Hey, Mom, how do you feel about driving me here and driving me there and uh, driving me here? That's my job right now, yeah. actually. I feel pretty good about it. Call or text us, 877-310-4MSJ. Who do we have, David, on the way? Well, I have Stacy on the phone, and she wants to chime in on this. Love hearing from you. Jump in anytime, 877-310-4MSJ to get us. How are you, Stacy? I am fine. Um, love your program. And I was just going to say, you. I'm a college advisor for a high school here where I live. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of times what I end up doing is asking my seniors, not what do you want to do, but what are your interests? Right. And that way they know if they're interested in, say, computers or mm-hmm. engineering or nursing, we can kind of get them towards the right college right. the best colleges for that but they don't necessarily have to do <coughs> but if that's their interest then they're we're heading them in the right direction right mm-hmm. do you find that you have a lot of students that feel that pressure to know what they want to be yes they do and they're like i don't know what i want to do i don't know what i want to do well that's okay mm-hmm. right just Preach it. go with what your interests are yeah and do things. Try Get things. Get general education out of the way. Right. And then you may have some idea. Exactly. They don't have to choose a career. Tell them to do what interests them. That's what we work on. That's what we always say. Like, do as much stuff as you can. Yeah. And you'll find your way. Right. Well, thank you, Stacy. 
No problem. Have a good rest of your day. You too. That's sound advice. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Our Taylor will be a junior next year, and I know yeah. she kind of feels like uh, she needs to sort of nail down yeah. what she wants to do. And it's like you don't have to do that yet. In fact, life will show you what you do and do not want to do. Just go do stuff. I mean, honestly, that's <laughs> it, that's what college is for. I have sure. so many friends that they go into college thinking this is what I'm going to do. Right. And they're, you know, two or three times in their college career, they changed what they, their direction was. I know. Yeah. You never. Not me. You... I stuck with it. <laughs> and look where I am today. <laughs> <laughs> look, we love hearing from you. Uh, give us a call anytime. 877-310-4MSJ. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Okay, David, we can't wait anymore. The suspense is getting to us. You made an orange car decision. I did. Or a new car decision. Is it orange or not? Right. Have you checked the parking lot? <laughs> no, we'll do that next. We love hearing from you. Jump in anytime on Facebook or Instagram. Um, you can also reach us in the producer's mailbag. We love to hear from you there. Uh, we've been getting a big response, and it's time, David. It's time, David, to tell us what you decided to do about the car. You were looking at a car that you really wanted to buy, but wow. it was... Orange, yes. orange in color, mm-hmm. and so very like, orange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I like the orange, so I'm curious to see. I think what it you of all people that I know, you could pull it off. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of different types of feedback. Some saying go for it, and some saying not to. And you know, right. I took it all in consideration. And you know, the bottom line is, I did buy a vehicle. Yeah. And it is not orange. I couldn't do it. That would have been fun for like a week. And then, you know, I'm the guy with the orange car. And, you know, I'm going to get, you know, and with my luck, the way things go, I would get pulled over more. And like things like that. I'm like, that's just going to really cost me down the road. Right. And so, yeah, it was a neat idea. Like the idea of it was fun. But did you go with the blue car? Huh? No, it's a white one. Oh, yeah. It's a white. Yes. Okay. It's kind of how boring. I know. (laughs) It blends in with everything else. That's fine. I have I drive a white vehicle. And I love it. Yes, I loved having a white vehicle. That's what I had before. Um, before the vehicle I had before it shows this, the, and no dirt. I just it can I be know, so dirty. And I it know. Doesn't look it. But I was like, the inside and the interior, there is orange stitching. If yeah. It's a little bit of orange. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> right. It doesn't count. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad. So you're all set. You have a new car. Mm-hmm. And I like it's it. Not she drives well. It's a. Uh, Good. Right, so far so good, and uh, has complaints. all the features that you wanted. Everything that I wanted, I was so happy about well, it. Well, see, I mean, that's good yes. too. Yes, yeah, I'm thinking that you know, it, speaking of features, that it, it's getting close to upgrade time for Jody because her vehicle <laughs> doesn't have a backup camera, which to oh, me is like see, mandatory equipment these things days. Things like that have now spoiled me. Like since yeah. I had that in my last vehicle, it's like I, I need a backup camera. Yeah. But the main wow. thing I needed, and the main right. feature I wanted, was this eyesight safety feature, and that you know it'll slam on the brakes for you if someone in front of you hits their brakes to avoid oh, a collision. Really? And so now, like, I set my cruise, and so I can set how far a distance ahead. But if I have my cruise set at 75 and there's someone that's 70 on the interstate, it'll slow a good 20 feet when I'm behind them just so I don't get too close. So you can set your cruise at 75, which is guaranteed to be five miles over the speed limit. <laughs> Against the law. No. <laughs> it's a good thing he you did. He admitted it. He admitted it right here. And it's a good Whatever. thing you didn't get the orange car doing all I'm that. You know, those safety features are really okay. they're cool. Uh-huh. Coming up next, I have one more important question, not just for you, for but for anybody buying a new car, even if it's just new to you and not yeah. brand new, we'll do that next. So producer David got his new car and it is not orange in color. I'm a little bummed about that. I was hoping it was going to see an but... orange car in the parking lot. Well, you know, if he didn't get it, the orange one's still available, Murphy. <laughs> well, that's true. That's right. We could both have the same kind of vehicle. Now she's yeah. pearl white. Oh, yeah. nice. I really like it. It looks very clean. Nice. Yeah. For now. Okay, yeah. I'm glad you're happy with it. And I, I mean, I... 
think that's probably the best decision because, yeah, you were right. It would be kind of cool for a week, and then you'd be guy with orange car. Mm-hmm. Okay, not that so that's bad, but I mean, not, once, once something's novelty, you have to be willing to live with the novelty. Right. The right. guy that used to live down the street from us who had an orange truck, we called him Mr. Orange. Yeah. Like it was Reservoir Dogs. Hey, it's Mr. Orange. Yeah. That's what we called him. Okay, so David, here's my question. And I do want to know why... Why do some people name their cars, and do you name your oh, cars? Oh yeah, I, I named it before I took it off the lot. Why? Wow. I just, I, I don't know. I what? Just, it's something you got to give it a personality. It has and more character. Is it a girl or a guy car? She, it's Subaru Susie. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, wait, wait. Have you always named your cars? Uh huh. My first truck when I uh, got my license while I was 16 was a Toyota Tacoma, and it was just Winston because it had some Winston Churchill. I mean, Winston Churchill. <laughs> Winston tires. And so we just <laughs> joked around. I don't know why we talked about Winston Churchill, but like, right. that's yeah. Winston. Winston. Uh, my Jeep Cherokee I had next was just Kiki. The Cherokee. Kiki. Cherokee, Kiki. Yeah. Oh, cute. And so cute, this cute. one's just Subaru Susie. Yeah. Hmm. I, don't, huh. I don't know that I ever really named one. I've never named I've called it. it her. I've had some names for my vehicles, but nothing <laughs> yeah. that ever stuck. What about you, Murph? No, I've never named a vehicle. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. I know, I've known people who name things. There's nothing wrong with it at all. I think it's kind of cool. Maybe I will do that. You I've know? got friends who named guitars, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend who named his camera years ago. Oh, that's right. What was his camera's name? Olivia. Yeah. yeah. He taught me to shoot. I did a lot of, you know, journalism stuff in college, and he taught me to shoot when I interned at a TV station, and his camera was Olivia. It was really cool. That, uh, and he calls it her. You that, know. that robot vacuum I just bought, I named it Jasmine. Well, there you go. Yeah. So you do name stuff. It's that, just not I've the just car. I've never named a vehicle, no. Okay. Well, congrats on Susie. We'd love to hear what you name and what are your, your names for your cars or things. Yeah. 877-310-4MSJ. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. I know you heard about Tim McGraw passing out on stage in Ireland. So what really happened and who wouldn't let him go back on stage afterward? Jody's Hollywood Outsider. We didn't touch on this yesterday in music news, Sam. So I just have to say, Tim McGraw is going to be just fine. Thanks to Faith, huh? Well, no, not thanks to Faith. I'm joking. But we just, you know, well, he took a little song. spill on the stage. When they sing this together, when they sing this together, they uh, they look into each other's eyes. Oh, they do. Yeah, they uh, do. That would make sense. Yeah, I'm not gonna face away from each other. Well, you want to give the crowd their money's worth. Okay, but she so, wasn't on stage when this happened. Right? No, Tim McGraw did um, kind of well. He collapsed on stage. Yeah. He fell down. What? Why it it, it making, did not sound like that. I don't think. Why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Tim, get up! He was in Dublin. It was the C2C concert. Yeah, he was Dublin, all right. Dublin over. <laughs> Poor thing. I feel Country bad. to country. It's an annual festival that brings Nashville country stars to England and Ireland for a series oh. of concerts. It's like Big Little Town and Sugar Land. That's and all Little these. Big Town. Oh, I said it wrong. They get the knockoff version. (laughs) These guys are right from Nashville. (laughs) Anyway, so after he collapsed on stage, I'm sorry, that's scary. Uh, Um, Yeah. (laughs) Wait, I I swear I didn't mean for that to happen. (laughs) (laughs) You have to stop playing with the noise. I honestly did not expect that. Somebody rush out there and get Tim. Okay, so Faith comes out onto the stage along with a lot of the band members to explain to the crowd what's up. So, Tim is fine. Good news. We all been a little bit dehydrated, traveling so much, and um, he's been super dehydrated. And uh, I apologize, but I made the decision 
that he cannot come back out on stage. So the crowd loved that. Yeah. Um, I, I would think and that she as sang a, a hymn, and that was it for the night. Right. Um, as an art, as a performer, that would be one thing you worry about. You don't want that to happen. You don't want no. that to happen in front of your crowd. Yeah. But and it's happened all... to a lot of artists over the years. I'm just glad he's okay. I mean, at least he just he started to feel faint, and I think kind of took his little knee and took it easy. He did. There have been artists in the past that have gone face oh, down. Got some that have fallen off stage. Right. Right. So yeah. this is you know. This is an just, easy one by comparison. And a reminder for everyone how serious dehydration is. Yep. Yeah. You think yeah, it's something right. light, it's not because it affects every part of your body. Well, remember when I was in the emergency room a couple of summers ago, that's what it was. I do recall. You sweet. fell off the stage? No, no, no. It was <laughs> he was dehydrating. Oh. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Okay, on the way in your next Outsider at 8. 30, Nicole Kidman signs on for another limited series at HBO. Figure we could start today with a little moment of inspiration. If you've been one uh. of those who's ever thrown a message into a bottle and sent it off into the ocean, the have you ever done that? Going no. to the beach, you never, never yes. littered. As a kid, I, I did that, yeah. and I never know what happened to it. You uh. watch it till it goes out of ways, and you can't see it anymore, and you go, mm. "Okay, good." Yeah, I put mine in a Ziploc bag one time. That was not very good. It was. It washed right back up in about 20 minutes. Yeah, that, you know? That's known as litter. That's litter. That's really litter, yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but I thought this was a really cool story. I just saw yesterday about a bottle that washed up in Australia, on an Australian beach on the western mm-hmm. side of Australia. Okay. Um, and so the guy that found the bottle opened it up, and the letter that's inside of it is 132 years old. Mm-hmm. 132 years old. It was thrown into the water in the 1880s. And it was just and it discovered. Was, they could still read it and all that? Yeah. It was faded. Actually, it was in German, so they had to take it to a translator. <laughs> That's my luck. <laughs> right. Wow. Oh, I can't read this. But they were smart. They took it to a museum. They found a translator, and they're like, you know what? This actually was somebody who was doing research. This is, to me, what's kind of funny about it in an ironic way. They were doing research on ocean currents where they were going to try to map out the best shipping channels. Yeah. So here uh, it is. And, you know, we've got satellites and all here. that now. And were, it's not a problem today. Yeah. But um, they think that it actually washed ashore within a year of when it was thrown into the Indian Ocean mm-hmm. and has just been on this beach for the last 131 wow. years, you know, buried. And somebody finally found it. But I just it's think... unreal. But how cool would it be to actually come across that? Even if you can't read it, you're like, okay, it's got to be old, you know, and then you take it and then you discover and realize it's really some ancient. So what becomes what becomes of the bottle now? Well, it's going to be in a museum now. Right. It's, it was returned to you know whatever country it originated from. I forget what country they said. Germany. Germany. Well, somebody who spoke German. Yes. You know whatever shipping you know it's going to go back to a museum. Nice. And, and be housed there, which is really cool. Wow. Yeah. So when you send something out into the universe, into the ocean, it may take a hundred years no, before I mean, somebody it, finds it's it. It's going to end up somewhere sometime. You yeah, just have no idea. Bag. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. So Jody's created her own list of four things. These are things that she wants to change, and one's already got her stuck. Uh-huh. Yeah, things change to change about my life. Right. Uh, coming up, but first though, uh, something new in the not so serious book club. A book I gave up on way too soon. So proud to bring you the Not So Serious Book Club. You can log on and check out all the cool stuff that we recommend. And if it's in there, chances are I've read it, Murphy's read it, or Sam's read it. Actually, if it's fiction, Murphy's never well, read it. Well, that's true. That's, that's okay. right. Yeah. Okay, I want to bring this up. Okay, I have a, I have a, a couple of friends. That's it? Two or three who recommend... <laughs> How many do you have with those kind of remarks? A couple. Okay. <laughs> a couple of friends that um, recommended a certain book to me a couple of years ago. Yep. It was called, it's called The Nightingale 
a novel by Kristen Hanna, famous author. Don't know it. I know. So um, a dear friend of mine, Dana, loaned me her hardback copy. She was like, this is so good. Here you go. Now, she realizes what's going to happen when she lends that to you, right? I, I made good. Okay. Me. <laughs> anyway. Good. You did return it? Good. Well, yeah. I, I, that's, she's the one I bought her a new copy of it. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have to sign a waiver when Jody borrows anything. So back to the not so serious book club. <laughs> okay, she loves this book. She loaned me her copy that had her name in it, mm. and I started reading it. And I read halfway through it, and I just didn't. Fall. I wasn't in love with Is that. It. When you lost it? No, no, no. I never lost it. I just, you know, me. I have some coffee when I read, and I got stuff on it. Oh, you, know, you I just spilled kinda, on this book? A little splash oh. here or there, but I'm not going to return a book that someone loves if I've splashed coffee on it. So I right. bought a new copy, and I have her old copy with her name in it because I didn't want to give her back. But I didn't finish it. I just didn't love it. I had another friend who was like, I love that book. Then my cousin Crystal texts me last uh, two days ago. Have, I know that, you know, we don't always read the same sort of things, but have you read The Nightingale? And I was like, oh, my gosh, by Kristen Hanna? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yes, I tried it. She was like, But I spilled it. coffee on it. Right? <laughs> she was like, Give it another shot because it really gets. She asked me where I stopped and I told her. She was like, It gets good after, right after that. So I'm putting it back in the Not So Serious Book Club. I'm going to start over from Jump because it's been several books since then. Um, and now I'm going to read, read it again. The, are you going to read the one with the coffee stain in it? Or are you gonna yes. Re- okay. That was mine. The one she has. That one's mine <laughs> yeah, now. Right. Anyway, it's a story of two sisters separated um, during World War II, German-occupied, war-torn France. And most of my girlfriends, who I trust what they read, love it. Mm. I never gave it enough of a chance. So we'll do it again. Check it out in the Not So Serious Book hey. Club. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Jody made a list yesterday. Four mm-hmm. things that she wants to change. And here it is 24 hours later. And guess what? Got to get rid of one. No, 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 no. One of them's oh. just tripping me up big time. So that'll be the hard one. Tell you about it next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Okay, so Nicole Kidman has had a really good run over at HBO oh, for yeah. Big Little Lies. But a big smile. Can you guys, and just a little won bit a lot of together, awards. Guys. By the way, that show, Big Little Lies 2, is in the works over at HBO. Everybody's mm-hmm. coming back, and Meryl Streep is joining them. Well, they love Nicole so much over at HBO that she signed up for another series that reunites her with the Big Little Lies writer, David E. Kelly. It's oh, based so on a, guarantees success. I think so. And they want to, they, they can see her doing this. Yeah. You Should Have Known is the novel. It's, she's a, she's a therapist whose life seems great and perfect. She's about to publish her first book and then stuff starts falling apart. And, dum, dum, dum. You know, does she handle it in a way that she would advise someone handling? it? Probably not. The show on HBO will be called The Undoing, starring Nicole Kidman. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Love hearing from you on Instagram or Facebook or in our mailbag. It's time for the producer's mailbag. David, what do we have today? Well, we're going to talk about this book, Nightingale, The Nightingale, Jody, which you uh, started and then you, you got out of it. A friend it of mine and- gave me her copy. She loved it so much. I had more than one friend saying it's great. 
I never finished it because I just lost interest. I can't remember why I put it down. <clears throat> and then my cousin Crystal was highly recommending it the other day, so I picked it back up. Well, I was say, you might want to stick with it because Carrie wrote on her Facebook page saying that it was without a doubt one of the best books I have ever read, and right. I am a reader, so don't give wow. up, Jody. There mm-hmm. you go. That's yeah. a big endorsement for it. Yeah, The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna, and it is beautiful. Okay, here's one reason it hooked me. I'd just forgotten about this. The very first couple of pages is this old woman yeah and going up in her attic and opening up this trunk full of memories because her son is moving her out of her house mm-hmm. and she wants to take the trunk and then she starts to tell a story and she goes back to world war ii uh germany occupied france so it's it, it, it is beautiful so i'm gonna have to finish it gonna have to now emily says i just finished it the audiobook is terrific such nice. a heartbreakingly beautiful book Ah, uh, okay. So this is the one I was trying to read last night while I'm going to sleep, Murphy. How long did you last? Well, uh, to the third chapter. Yeah. Because honestly, wow, you did well. I did well, but I, you know, everybody kept asking me questions and stuff, which is fine. Everybody's popping in, going, "Don't forget this. I have this tomorrow, and this, that, and the other thing." So I just turned it, you know, closed it up. But we're definitely reading it, and it's new for you in the Not So Serious Book Club. And I'm really glad, glad Jody is bringing back the three-ingredient breakfast. Just idea starters for you. Three ingredients to eat mm-hmm. something and hit the door. Uh, you know, in the morning with the right. kids. Okay, so my one of my favorites, I think this is a good breakfast, and I think most kids would like it. Warm toast. I recommend wheat toast. And while it's warm, spread a little peanut butter and then yeah. slices of banana. Boom. Okay. Um, Phoebe likes to do, our Phoebe, warm toast. Um, peanut butter, and then she likes to drizzle a little bit of honey. Mm. Yeah. And you can also do Nutella instead of peanut butter if you really yeah. want to keep it sweet. Just like the French do, yeah. Although, I mean, the peanut butter. Peanut butter warm. Amazing. <laughs> Just like the French do. Yeah, I mean, I guess from a um, protein standpoint, the peanut butter probably has more protein in it, right? It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. I don't even know what yeah. protein Nutella's rocking. I don't either. I guess if it's got hazelnut, it's got something. Anyway, that's a good breakfast. And, we, and you can, you said earlier, we can substitute bacon for the uh, bananas. <laughs> I guess. Or Sam wants to substitute bacon. I've never put bacon with peanut butter. Mm, is that something you've good, done, or is yeah, that just the Elvis that dream? restaurant that has the bacon and peanut butter burger? Oh, oh yeah. So you, just, you just took a bite of that one. But you yeah, know, I wouldn't be ordering that. It, it goes together. Yeah. Check out some more three-ingredient breakfast ideas uh, at murphysamandjody.com. And more music is coming up to help you get through this busy workday. Coming up in the After the Show podcast, it, this is kind of a little behind-the-scenes thing here. <clears throat> we had an awkward moment, <laughs> the three of us did just a moment yeah. ago. Murphy admitted something. That Sam never knew that Jody and I did. <laughs> with one of his exes. Yeah. Hey, this is getting great. And we'll do that in the After the Show podcast. Be sure to listen online when you get a chance today.